You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. I'm here with Jeff and Ken tonight. How are you both? I'm just fine. How are you? Doing well. Thank you, sir. Doing well. Uh, Matt is not here tonight. He's actually at our old stomping ground, which used to be called Brixie's. It's now called Imperial Oak Brewings, where we first started playing trivia. He's there uh, once a month picking up the uh, dirty syringes left in the bathroom from the previous <laughs> establishment, uh, and now he's he's trying to clean it up. So I've never seen a syringe in there. I haven't either, but we... Uh, the old sh- bathrooms were... Uh, challenging. Well, Sketch. they're the they're the Jello shot sh- syringes that Matt. Very likes. nice now. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. It is. Um, and you can go check out Liquid Courage trivia there. I think it's every Monday night with Jay Borsum. Yeah. All right. Well, they uh, have one of those uh, sinks in the bathroom with the like bowl that with... catches the water. You know? Oh, All yeah, the right. Are bowls that catch water? <laughs> no, but you know, it's like a you know looks like a bowl. Not not just like a, I think I, like a you sink. Know what I'm you saying? mean? Yeah, it's fancy though. Like when you go to a rich person's. Oh, house. like a, a fancy sink, like Ken a waterfall sink. Just has a hose sink. that comes out of the wall. Of his <laughs> yeah, I just have the hose. I was like, what rich person do you know? Anyways, yeah, and you, uh, you might recognize that voice. Speaking of uh, Brixie's slash uh, Imperial Oak, it's someone we uh, we met and became fond of from when we first started playing trivia. Uh, we pay her to uh, hang out with us and be friends with us. Uh, and uh, you might recognize her voice from previous episodes coming to us from just down yonder here in the Chicagoland area, a savage superstar on Patreon, Kellen McGuire. How hey. are you, Kellen? Hey. I'm good. So what, uh, what's new in your world, and what would you like to remind folks about yourself? Because I think this is the first full episode you've been on in like over 200 episodes as a player. You've been on some bonuses, like psych bonus. I was going to yeah. say we are psyched to have you. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Um... <laughs> Not my uh, best. <laughs> not much going on with me. Got a new job in the last couple of years. Still doing shipping and logistics stuff, but not in a way that makes me very sad. <laughs> That's <laughs> a win. greeting cards, right? Yeah, it's greeting cards. It's oh, not cool. weird chemicals that I don't understand. Do you um, ever sign the greeting cards before they go out and change the name? If I was at the warehouse, I certainly would do some secret cards. Um, I'd probably get fired, though. So, um, no. Just for fun, though, for whimsy, you mm. know. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's all I got going on, really. Got low key, low key stuff going on. And uh, how about your special friend at home that you post about sometimes? Oh, my my roommate Henry, my yep. roommate Henry, who has one ear that sticks straight up in the air, <laughs> who is also a rabbit. <laughs> I was gonna say he's full of fur, <laughs> but also a rabbit. He is great. He is uh, currently locked up. Although on my drive over, I was a little worried that I forgot to lock the pen. So we'll find out if I get home and all my stuff is chewed up. 
Well, hopefully not. And hopefully her, her apartment looks like a fortress of uh, Henry Blackage. Yeah, <laughs> he is not allowed near my cords because he has cost me a lot of money in cords. So, but he's a sweetie. He is. Well, um, speaking uh, of Henry, I think uh, you want to go home with a win today so your wires aren't bitten. Um, you're going to be partnering with Jeff today, and I know your team name is going to come from a movie you've been watching on repeat, you said? Yeah, Back to the Future. It's been chilling on TV, chilling in my DVD player also. <laughs> so uh, we took our name from the uh, better of the movies, I think, Back to the Future Part Two. That's my hot take. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's hot. pretty hot take. That's my hot take. I like. I like their version of the future. It makes me laugh. Um, so we Which are. Which is also the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm old. Uh, what is our team name? Jaws nineteen. Yeah, Jaws nineteen. We're gonna be the fictional film within a film. Jaws nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, Back to the Future, the first one, uh, quite possibly a perfect film. So it's hard. It's a hot take. Um, but uh, speaking of hot takes, we have someone who's going to take the throne as a contestant and is also hot. Uh, been on the show before. Uh, he's from Rosendale. Is that a presumption? Because sure. he's wearing a tank. Uh, he's wearing a tank. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's uh, coming to us from Robbinsdale, Minnesota, uh, Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, Bill Begaman. How are you, Bill? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. It's great to have you back. Uh, I We had a fun time last time you were here, uh, and you had uh, a great um, juxtaposition of what you do during the day and what you do at night. It reminded us of the movie Warrior. Why don't you tell people uh, what you're doing over there? Yeah, I'm kind of smack dab in the transition period between those two careers right now. had a super busy summer of professional wrestling. Mostly up here in the Twin Cities, but traveled around the Midwest a little bit. We actually, I was down in Chicago in April, so or May, so hoping to be back there sometime soon for uh, freelance wrestling. Let us know. Yeah, please yeah, we'll come up. out. You Chicago, you Chicago folks, if you're looking for a show, freelance puts on some some super fun ones. But yeah, now I am uh, gearing up for another school year. Social studies teacher up at Forest Lake High School, and we're in workshop week right now. But we'll have kids next Tuesday, so. Lay the smack down on those students yeah. with history. That's right. Oh, with knowledge. A <laughs> couple of rock bottoms of folding uh, chair. Of, um, I will be having kids checking their cell phones directly into the cell phone hotel on day one. So. That's right. There you go. That's right. Um, well, thank you for joining us today. And, and for a little um, behind the scenes, inside baseball, whatever you want to call it, um, we, we had a, a few cancellations. So today's game is going to be a little uh, different than normal. And uh, Bill was so gracious to offer to actually host today's game when we, we ended up meeting a host. But I said, no, let's have you play. I know you wanted to play first. So we're going to invite Bill to come back in just a few weeks. So we're excited to have his game nice. then. But uh, yeah, so today's uh, episode... Uh, which actually I'll get to, but I want to hear, uh, Bill, who are you partnering with today? I am partnering with Ken. Um, yeah. Yeah, you asked about a team name, so I just made the observation that Ken and I both have less than a full head of hair and a few tattoos, and I'm not sure our team name is super reflective of that fact, or at least all of it, but we are going to be follicular follicular manslaughter, I believe. <laughs> follicular <laughs> manslaughter. Just for the record, I shave my head. Right. I'm a, I'm a little light on top. But you shave. But I shave. So follicular manslaughter versus Jaws 19. Uh, well, uh, uh, Ken, you said you have a new rules read for us today? Or no, I guess you don't. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of something else. <laughs> we can't do that, no. But you do Never have a mind. new rules read. Why it's don't just... you uh, support us on Patreon? We may or may not bring that up again. No, no, it's it's not uh, Darren. It'll be, a, it'll be a different rules read for today, and that's because, Bill, you're choosing it. Uh, who would you like to be the rules read today? Oh, I don't know. The Dutch guy? 
All right, uh, let's throw it to Willem van Vendeloo, who we might hear from later on. De regels van het spel zijn simpel. 20 vragen verdeeld over twee rondes, waarbij elke vraag 10 punten waard is. Halverwege is er een speciale swingronde, ontworpen door de host van deze week. Na deze rondes beginnen de spelers aan de finale, met de punten die ze hebben verdiend. En hebben ze de mogelijkheid om 0 tot 30 punten in te zetten op 5 gecategoriseerde vragen. Aan het eind van het spel wordt iemand benoemd tot the cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. <laughs> All right, thank you, Willem. Uh, so today's game, as I said, is going to be a little bit different. I'm just kind of stepping into a pseudo host position here. Um, since we had some cancellations, uh, what we did is we went to our files and we had a person reach out named Edwin Cochin. Uh, he is the author of a new book called The Pub Quiz Experience: 100 Themed Quizzes for Trivia Lovers. Uh, his book's available in paperback and ebook formats on Amazon, and Jeff will put the link in the show notes. So Edwin uh, described his book as him trying his best to capture the spirit of the pub quiz by asking questions in a fun and unique way. Since there are so many questions in this book, and we wanted to give a sample of them for this game, I turned to our faithful members of the Crop Fans of Triviality Discord channel. I told everyone that Edwin's book was broken up into different themes and categories and asked for 26 numbers ranging from 1 to 100. So this game isn't randomly generated, but Discord user-generated. Each number will correspond with a numbered quiz in the book, and I'll choose one of the questions from that quiz and say the category. Many of the listeners are breathing a sigh of relief right now, knowing that my traditionally long and winded and clue-heavy questions uh, will not be on today's game. And for those saying internally, I like Neil's quizzes. I Too bad. Too bad, and I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to credit each Discord user who submitted a number, and despite knowing a lot of your real names, uh, just to keep it simple, I'm just going to use your username and we'll we'll go from there. So you'll you'll get the hang of it. Uh, and I am gonna say, uh, you know, behind the scenes here after question seven, I'm gonna be doing this in real time. So there might be a little little uh, hecticness going on here. But anyway, let's go with question one, round one. Uh, this uh, this comes from that Rodney guy who chose number three. Number three is gonna be quiz three, titled "Best Picture Winners Film Posters." I'm gonna give you the release year and a description of a poster. You tell me the movie. 1965, a woman carrying a guitar case skips across a meadow. Seven children follow behind her as a man looks on in disapproval. Pretty sure Kellen knows this one. We'll lock in. <laughs> oh, Kellen knows this one. Bill, uh, you got any ideas right off the bat? Movies are, are my big weakness. Um, but okay. yeah, I don't know. Sound of Music, Mary Poppins. Yeah, am what I, I know am about I Kellen... What I know about Kellen is she likes a good musical. Okay. So I, I think Sound of Music would be an excellent guess. 1965 sound sound right for that production? Yes, it does. Alrighty. And we also said Sound of Music. And that'll be points on the board for everyone. Yep, the answer is The Sound of Music. And I believe if we uh, want to go back here a little bit in history, when we were at our first Geek Bowl, I think, we had a, it was a really hard question. I think it was the highest grossing best picture winner or something and we named at the time we named sound of music and we got that point right i remember we were so jazzed about that yeah i can name all the syllables in the song <laughs> there you go hey that's all right and and you're 16 going on 17 as well so look at that you're looking good for Our 17 youngest uh, guest ever yeah right uh all right well let's go to number two uh so this one had three discord users choosing this number i'm sure you can guess what it is so it's lk jeremy wanacita and Ajani Sleeper Agent, they all chose number 69. Of course. Ajani Sleeper Agent is a magic card. Oh, is, is it really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. I, we learned something Nerd. else today. Um, <laughs> so since it is number 69, it's going to be coming from the quiz 69 titled Physics. 
Oh. <laughs> Yay. So, <laughs> Pass that one to John. <laughs> so your second question is, what is the most abundant state of matter in the universe? And I have a hint if you need. Nope. Leave it to you. We're locked in. Okay, so for uh, follicular manslaughter, what is the most abundant state of matter in the universe? So I know you're a social studies guy, but how's yeah. your science here? Uh, not great, but gas sounds right to me. There's a lot of gas in space, is there not? Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely say gas. Um, I don't know where the plasma comes in. Probably not. Um, but yeah, let's say gas. Okay, we have uh, gas from uh, from that team and uh, Jaws nineteen. Yeah, I feel like the hint would come from the fact that Neil Moonlights is a vampire, and we said plasma. <laughs> and uh, the answer is plasma. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I felt like there was something tricky in there, but well, and uh, Edwin's hint here was uh, think about stars. Mm. So um, yeah, that was the hint. And uh, as Ken said, though, there is a lot of gas in the sweat lodge in the studio here <laughs> after every recording. So I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. A lot of hot air. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of hot air. Uh, a lot of hot air in wrestling. Is that right, Bill? That is correct. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, all right. We're going to move on to number three. <laughs> uh, this choice comes from Sforza. And uh, Sforza chose number 25, which is the quiz titled Countries by Religion. I'm going to name two countries where at least 50% of the population identifies with the most prominent religion in that country. I just want you to name the religion. I'm taking some liberties here, as in the book, they are multiple choice. So I'm going to give you two countries, uh, and they share a prominent religion. Your countries are Cambodia and Thailand. What is their prominent religion? Um, we can lock in, Ken, if you want to. Yeah, sure. Social studies teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is Buddhism? I kind of like Cambodia made me lean that way, but Thailand, I'm not sure about. So if you have a feeling, I'm fine I feel like, guessing on I it. I feel like Thin Buddha is, is around in Thailand. Thin Buddha. <laughs> is that like uh, the, a People magazine spread? Like, hey, everyone's the summer of Thin Buddha. Hot or not, and the different Buddhas. <laughs> Buddha, cool he's that. just like us. <laughs> um, well, the, the other Buddhas like me right now, but it's fine. <laughs> let's go for it. All right, we're going to go Buddhism. Did you say Buddhism as well? That's that, what I was thinking. That also is what I was thinking, Buddhism. I've been to both those places, a lot of monasteries. So, uh, Well, both teams are going to be getting points. It is Buddhism. Yay. Um, all right, number four is coming to us from uh, user, my name is Dween. He chose number 27. So the uh, 27th quiz of the book is titled Internet Culture. Your question which meme involves a video of a group of people dancing to a song by Bauer? The video usually begins with a single person dancing, followed by a cut to a group dancing, often in outlandish costumes. Seems like Kellen knows this one. I think I think I'm pretty confident about this. All right, you Let's... got your you got your pop culture on lock. Yeah, this came out. I think this happened when I was in high school, and I think I know right. It was now. a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. You were in high school during that period. I think so. Wow. If I'm right, I was, I was then teaching I was. children's theater. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a small age difference, not much, handful of years. I'm a baby. I mean, Neil's old, so. I am old. Yeah. Hi, old. So old. Hi, old. Anyways, uh, Bill, any ideas on this one? So, this is a meme or perhaps a GIF or GIF. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. A GIF. Yeah, um, usually a video, I believe. Is it? The only thing that 
comes to mind, I mean, it seems like it would be a little early for this, but is the Harlem Shake. That doesn't sound right for the one person then cutting to the multitudes, but. I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah. I think you're right with that. Yeah. I think that's what the, the whole thing was. Oh, it was like calm and then it was like chaos. Then, then the, the mm. beat drops. Just like the hamster dance. Yeah. So let's go, uh, let's go Harlem Shake. Okay. We also had the Harlem Shake. Bill, what's your wrestling name? I am the revolutionary Bill Williams. All right. Well, uh, to be a wrestler, you have to be really good off the top of your head when you're giving promos. And Bill is because Harlem Shake is the correct answer. So points nice. to everyone. The top of my bald head. I think we did set an assembly. <laughs> top of the dome. Uh, I, no, so Harlem Shake, uh, I always enjoy those videos. We did one at the Children's Theater School. That's why I actually brought it up. And uh, the kids just went absolutely insane, but they loved it. It was great. We did it at my theater. Community did you? theater too, yeah. It's a good way to get all the yeah. jitters out and everything. Act like a fool, as they say. Um, all right, number five of the first round, uh, Discord user Finax or Finax, uh, F-I-N-A-A-X, chose number 17. And the 17th quiz is titled Flags. So... For five points apiece, I want you to name the U.S. state flags that feature a now-extinct subspecies of grizzly bear, while the other features eight gold stars forming the Big Dipper and the North Star. Yep, Kellen, we're good. We yep. can lock in. I know one of those, so. So California is probably the bear one, yeah. That's correct, and uh, as far as the stars go, I'm kind of at a loss. I know this is Jeff's jam, so um, you got any ideas on the stars? Like raspberry. Can, can you describe the stars again? Uh, the stars, uh, it features eight gold stars forming the Big Dipper and the North Star. Well, and there's, there's my... four flags or just one other flag? Uh, two flags total. Oh, two one flags. With the bear, okay. One with the bear, yeah, one with the stars. Eight gold stars and the North Star. Isn't Montana the big sky state? That sounds right to me. There's a series. Maybe they'd put... Maybe they'd put some stars on their on their flag because of all that sky that they've got. Yeah, that reasoning sounds good to me. I know it's not. That's I the mean, only Minnesota, we're the bold reasoning. north. Uh, we, but I'm pretty sure that our flag is a little more. We're changing our flag because it's a little bit uh, insensitive to certain cultures. Hmm. So, so goodbye to that. Goodbye to that. Um, it's not as insensitive, at least to taste, as the city flag of Milwaukee. But oh. Ooh. So don't don't look those up. It's just a heinous flag. Okay. It's just ugly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Illinois, yeah, Illinois is changing those just because it's boring. <laughs> so uh, Montana? Montana sounds good to me. Um, I, I think Montana's flag has a seal on it. Um, and not the fun kind. The boring kind. Ooh, like, 30, like, like 30 other states put on theirs. Um, if anybody is interested in flags, uh, CGP Gray has a great video where he rates oh state God. flags. I want to go home. Um, but we said California uh, for the, the extinct ursine um, species. And uh, Alaska is the one I'm pretty sure with the North Star mm, and the they Big got Dipper. Some, they got some sky too up there. Jeff they bringing got, out the word ursine. Quite is a more, bit. He's acting like an urse hole, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Which is a bear's butt. A bear's butt. <laughs> Erstwhile, Neil, what, are, uh, what is the answer? Uh, so it'll be full, full points to Jaws 19. It is California and Alaska, and then half points to uh, follicular manslaughter. Look, I'll take half points on a flags question any day. All right, Jeff, after the first five questions, what are the scores looking like? So uh, uh, teams are off to a good start. Follicular Manslaughter has 35, but Jaws 19 over here, we're, we're on par for a box office record. Uh, Kellen and I have 50 points. <laughs> Just like Barbie. <laughs> uh, 
could it, yeah you're right it could be a, a barbenheimer thing going on here so we were My just a couple of what, what's the we, other one we, we got wrong we were just a couple drops of plasma away my friend oh the plasma yes the damn plasma well speaking of plasma uh let's go to question number six has nothing to do with number six but i figure i would just keep the ship moving um good job and i said ship by the way s-h-i-p all right, just I'll make sure. It. I'll bleep it. All right, you can bleep it. Uh, so this uh, this question was chosen by uh, user 49 pounds, and they chose number 41 when 49 was right there, but that's okay. <laughs> so uh, 49 is the is the quiz titled Music History. Okay. I thought we wanted 41. Uh, excuse me. 41 is titled. See, it's confused. Music History. It is. It is. Um, here's your question. The Hallelujah Chorus is part of what oratorio composed by Handel? So the Hallelujah Chorus is part of which oratorio composed by Handel? I thought you were going to ask me the Handel question. I got it. We're good. Oh, lovely. It took me a second, but... Uh, I, I presume we're looking for a number here, Ken? Mm, that might be a good place to start. I don't know I don't, what I don't number. Know. I know Hallelujah, Hallelujah Chorus, and I know Handel but I don't know anything else about that whole deal, I don't yeah. think. See, the only hallelujah I know is by Leonard Cohen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was hoping this was Which going. Which one's longer? I was thinking it would be like oratorio number nine, but... It's oratorio number five, guys. A little bit of handle in my life, a little bit of Mozart on the side, a little bit of Beethoven in your ear. He can't really hear it. Oh, oh dear. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right, let's go Who's back. Worthy? So, um, yeah, do you just want to, should we guess a number? Uh, that's, I mean, I think that's going to be better than me making up a, a song title. Unless you've yeah. got something. Uh, we'll say uh, 17. Okay, 17. And uh, Jaws 19? I believe that is Handel's Messiah. Oh. Otherwise known as what you call Sean Spencer, Messiah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. Oh. It hurts. We had to sing that and play it if you're in the orchestra every year at our holiday concert. It hurts. So it would have been bad if I did not know that one. It was it was stuck in your subconscious there. It'll always be there. Yeah, I had to flip back to that sheet music. Yeah, I know that feeling. Uh, like when we played, uh, was it Green Sleeves or whatever one we had to play every year? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that is going to be points for Jaws 19. And uh, user Grim. Uh, is number seven. He chose number 21, and quiz 21 is titled Mythical Creatures Before and After. As an example from the book, uh, here's your question, just to give you an idea. It's not the study of birds, but of single-horned horses, which would be... Unicornithology. There you go. Yeah. Unicorn and ornithology. Unicornithology. Uh, so that's what we're looking for. And I do want to say, uh, from the book, when I was looking at all the questions, they, they aren't necessarily in the order of... Yes, yes, that was you, obvious from what you just said. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. just want to make sure. All right, here I we go. Word puzzles. I'm so excited. Here's your question for points. I'm looking for a dish of beaten eggs filled with chunks of tiny spirit dwarves cooked in a frying pan. All right, after a little deliberation, I think uh, Bill and I have a reasonable answer. So what, what are you guys thinking? This is the toughest one for us yet. Yeah, this is an unreasonable answer. I Hopefully we can get some points on you. <laughs> I'm okay with an unreasonable answer over no answer. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I didn't know how in my head to put together like a posthumous Gimli and an omelet. So. Mm. Yeah, I went with a golemlet. Golemlet. <laughs> okay. I know he is not a spirit dwarf, but it's the only thing that could I could make work. That's good. We went... Again, the, the sound on this one isn't quite right, but it spells pretty good. And we went with nomlet, nomlet. 
Oh, and I was trying to think of anything that went with frittatas. No. Nothing worked with frittata. Well, one team is getting points. It is Gnomelet, follicular manslaughter. Oh, gnome and omelet. Nice. So a gnome is a spirit dwarf? Spirit or is gnome dwarf? like a specific Didn't character? Didn't you ever see Gnomeo and Juliet? That recolors the Travelocity advertisements for me. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit uh, spirit dwarf. Wait, did spirit or sprite? Spirit. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't, you know. That's fine. Just let's Spiritually, let's he's a dwarf. Yes. <laughs> you, I know you guys didn't want to lose any points, but that's okay. Oh, it has nothing There's to do with There's a full game, full game ahead. Okay, so dear listeners, this is where the game's going to get a little crazy. Uh, I'm going to be finding these questions in real time here, just picking off off the cuff here. So, all right, number eight is coming to us from user Juggleboy, who picked 42. And quiz number 42 is titled... Is that your burner account? Juggle boy. (laughs) Give me your balls. I'll juggle them. All right. Juggle boy. What's the question? All right. So the title is uh, Billboard Year End Number One Pop Singles. So uh, it's going to be given the year and the artist. I want you to name the Billboard Year End Number One Pop Single. And since Ken and Bill just got that question right, Ken, give me a number one through ten. Four. All right. Number four comes to us uh, in 1993. By Whitney Houston. I wasn't alive, so I'm going to plead it's, ignorance. It's the one you think it is. Okay. I'll leave it to you olds. Yeah, I'm going to lock in. <laughs> you olds. Ken, I'm pretty sure this is when the movie The Bodyguard came out. Mm. And I believe the hit song from that soundtrack was the one we all know. If you'd like I to take always, it away, yes. I will always. Nothing? Yeah. Bodyguard. So. Bodyguard. <laughs> so we'll say, uh, and I will always... What's it called? I'll, I'll always love you. Yeah. I will, I will always, always love you. I will always love you. That was I a really believe. sweet moment between them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think Bill's going to be our bodyguard now, too. We uh, we agree. It's uh, pretty sure it's I will always love you. Yep. Uh, originally by Dolly Parton, it is I will always love you. I forget that. Both versions, by the way, are great. All right. Uh, so now we're going to go to number nine. Uh, and speaking of sequels like Jaws 19, this user's name is Born Identity 8. <laughs> uh, where Jason Bourne tries to uh, stop from being incontinent. So um, we're going to go uh, to number 81 is what they chose. And uh, as I said, I'm looking these up in real time. So the only thread. You no, know, nine times nine is 81. Ooh. That's the only math for you. The only threat Jason Bourne can't tackle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so quiz number 81 is sports teams names literally. Um, provide the full name, city, and team name of each MLB, NBA, NFL, or NHL team, given their home state and examples of what their name could describe. Example, Illinois, Grizzly, Polar, Black, Answer, Chicago Bears. Uh, so I'm just going to give you one of them. But that Those are the rules for the okay. entire quiz. All right. So uh, I think both teams got one right. Kellen, one through ten? Uh, six. Six. Missouri, Standing Bear, Little Turtle, Black Hawk. All right, so what are the uh the well, I think this again? is kind of tricky because the only pro team I can think of we get you got the Cardinals and you got the Blues in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But I think this might be Kansas City, which kind of straddles that border. Mm-hmm. And perhaps all three of those names are Chiefs. Ah. Good good call. Good call there. Okay, Jaws nineteen. Yeah, we agree. Uh, we think uh, this would be the Chiefs. And Chiefs is correct. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 
Very wise. Very wise. Points all around. I was stuck there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's round out the first round here. We'll have our last question here, uh, chosen by user Caius or Caius. Um, they chose number forty-three, and uh, as I uh, command F forty-three here, it looks like uh, quiz forty-three is musicals by lyrics. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll put ten down. Time to put some work in. So <laughs> I'm going to give you an excerpt uh, from a Broadway show uh, of this lyrics. And you just have to name the show. And uh, all answers are among the 30 longest-running Broadway shows, so no no random ones here. And, uh, Bill, your team got the last question correct. Give me a number one through ten. One. This repulsive carcass who seems a beast but secretly dreams of beauty. Kellen's hand is shaking as she writes a word. She's <laughs> just so know. upset about it. So, so it looks like you're locked in, though? Yeah. But you're not sure? With tumultuous trepidation. Yeah. So, yeah, Bill... Should we just say Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, I mean, I was it was really, a musical. I was really would, hoping the lyrics would have the word meow in them because that would kind of yeah. narrow it down for us. But uh, either meow makes the musical or cats. One of the two. But yeah, with if Beauty and I think Beauty and the Beast is a musical you can go see. Yeah. Yeah, Could I'm it trying be to that think. Of, easy? I'm trying to just think of one more, uh, one more musical with like a glow up in it or something. But or uh, hair yeah. or. I don't know. I don't uh, want I, the only musical I've ever been to is uh the Trey Parker Matt Stone one. Book of Mormon. Yes, Book of Mormon. Well let's just say Beauty and the Beast reluctantly. Let's go for it. I'm also reluctantly saying Beauty and the Beast. I'm not sure if it's one of the top thirty running shows, but that's just where I'm going. So Beauty and the Beast is on this list. Uh it's number five in the book and the lyric from that show is there must be more than this yeah. provincial life. That's, yeah. uh, Book, of, Book of Mormon is in this list. Two by two, we're marching door to door. But uh, the answer to this repulsive carcass who seems a beast but secretly dreams of beauty is the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, it's because oh I don't like Phantom gosh. of the Opera. My wife <laughs> I was is going to be that, very but upset I with me. I, that, that musical crossed my mind, but I couldn't imagine that lyric in it. Yeah, I don't mind taking the L on that one. I don't like that show. We all like to call ourselves repulsive carcasses here. Now, you don't like... Andrew Lloyd Webber. Correct? Yeah, that's that's. You said one one good song. He over and his, over. He does one good song a show, pretty much, and then Joseph is amazing all the way through. Mm. That's so my Joseph opinion. is a great show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, after ten questions in the first round, Jeff, what are the scores looking like? They are looking pretty good. Uh, follicular manslaughter uh, narrowly behind, uh, fifteen points in second place with sixty-five. And uh, Jaws 19 dropped a couple in that second half, uh, going for 80. So no box office records for us anymore, but still putting up a good showing. Wonderful. Well, uh, right before we get to the swing round, just once again, uh, thank you to Edwin Cochin. Uh, His last name is spelled K-O-T-C-H-I-A-N. If you want to look at it on Amazon, this book, The Pub Quiz Experience, 100 Themed Quizzes for Trivia Lovers, is available in paperback and ebook formats on Amazon. Speaking of Amazon and speaking of books... Um, you can check out my new book, which uh, has just come out uh, not too long ago. Uh, it's called Behind the Screens, Illustrated Floor Plans and Scenes from the Best TV Shows of All Time. Uh, I did it with a uh, wonderful artist named Inyaki from Spain. And uh, if you'd like to get a copy of the book, just let me know. Send us an email at trivialitybooking at gmail.com, and I will send you a signed uh, book plate if you'd like, because I can't make it everywhere. So uh, anyway, let's get to the swing round. And uh, speaking of the swing round here, I chose a number uh, because I wanted to, and I wanted to include myself. And I picked number 24 because I love the TV show 24 and Jack Bauer. And quiz number 24 in the book is novels by characters. So your swing round today is going to be a list of 10 
novels uh, described by the year they came out and three characters that are in the novel. I just need the title. So I'm going to give you three characters and the year. You're going to give me the title of the famous novel. Here is your list of 10. Number one, 1813, George Wickham, William Collins, Lady Catherine de Burr. Number two, 1967, Ursula Iguaran, Jose Ar Arcadio, Remedios the Beauty. Number three, 1847, Edgar Linton, Nellie Dean, Mr. Lockwood. Number four, 1925, Daisy Buchanan, Jordan Baker, George B. Wilson. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, 1960, Dill Harris, Calpurnia, Aunt Alexandra. Number six, 1949, Julia, O'Brien, Ampleforth. Number seven, 1951, Robert Ackley, Mr. Spencer, Sally Hayes. Number eight, 1884, Widow Douglas, Jim, Miss Watson. Number nine, 1939, Jim Casey, or Casey, Connie Rivers, Molly Graves. And number 10, 1922, Richard Best, Mrs. Bellingham, Josie Breen. I'm glad uh, these aren't too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, Ken, Ken seemed to like this this uh, category, but I think it's going to be a hard one. All right. Well, let's uh, mull these books over. Wish I had read more of them. Yeah, I would but, uh, have the same thought. Yeah, we'll be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you.
All the answers are now locked in for the swing round. We're going to get right back to these clues to see what they said. But uh, before we do that, uh, today's swing round is brought to you by Patreon. We have two patrons here in the studio. If you go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, you can help support the show. Uh, and it's not even just today's swing round that's uh, brought to you by Patreon. It's every episode swing round brought to you by Patreon. Kellen, I want to mm-hmm. put you on the spot. What do you like about uh, being a patron? I like getting to have a title whenever I show up here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very honest answer. That's a really good answer. And and Bill, how about you? Anything that uh, that you like most about being a patron and helping the show? Well, I feel like you guys helped uh, boost my trivia acumen, and so my um, meager contribution more than comes back to me with those twenty and thirty dollar gift cards that me and my my trivia team are raking in at the oh, nice. the weekly pub trivia. So it's well worth the investment. Love Bill's to hear that. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> I'm there. Titles, titles, <laughs> titles, titles. <laughs> Come on. Well, thank you, venerate me, peasant. Yes. <laughs> thank you, savage superstar Kellen. Uh, but yeah, if you'd like to join Esquire, that, one, <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast. So let's get to these clues. We had 10 questions, three characters per clue. All right. So let's go to number one of the swing round. Uh, the year is 1813, and the characters were George Wickham, William Collins, Lady Catherine de Boer. Uh, we. Knew it was some old English book. We didn't know which one. We just said Jane Eyre. Okay. Uh, we also thought it was some old English book and said Pride and Prejudice. One team is going to get points. I think I've said on this podcast before, I played a character uh, named Mr. William Collins who sounded like, Hello, ladies. Thank you for inviting me to your tea. And that was Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think I said, I'm pretty sure this isn't Pride and Prejudice. Right, which is why we're like, well, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not Emma because I remember a stage production of Emma. All right, let's go to number two. Uh, this is actually the most current work out of the entire list of 10, and Bill pointed that out. 1967, Ursula uh, Iguaran, Jose Arcadio, and Remedios the Beauty. Um, yeah, Ken and I weren't sure on a lot of these characters, so we were kind of just going off year, and in this case, language. So we picked Gabriel Garcia Marquez's 1,000 Years of Solitude. It's a long time. It's a little shorter than that. We thought it was a hundred years oh, no. of solitude. And unfortunately, the points are going to go to to the team who was nine hundred years less. Oh, no. Unfortunately, it was a hundred years Whoops. of solitude. I'm also pretty sure that if you named the first twenty seven characters by name, you had to get through all of the Jose Aurelianos to get to these characters, right? Probably, yeah. I do that too with uh, what's the one with the the leagues under the sea or the Arabian Nights? Oh, twenty thousand. Oh, yeah. Just or days around the world. I can never get. I'm always ten off or a hundred. Twenty thousand days around the world. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think we both. A tortoise's journey. I think we both thought it was one thousand. I, I heard you talking about it, and uh, I was just feeling bad that you were you were so close. All right, number three, 1847, Edgar Linton, Nellie Dean, Mr. Lockwood. Uh, we weren't sure, so we just guessed uh, Little Women. Oh, Louisa May Alcott. We guessed with Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights is correct. Oh, Ooh, nice. I said I said it w- might be in yeah. here somewhere, too, and then we just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I have a copy of it that I wrote a book report about on the shelf in my office. <laughs> Listen, no Heathcliff, no answer. I'm not going to say I read it. Tonight's game sponsored by Kate Bush. <laughs> Tonight's game sponsored by Cliff Notes. <laughs> uh, all also right. known as How I Got My Degree. <laughs> if Emily Bronte had a, a perfume or a cologne, I think it would have sold. It's just a really nice sounding name, Bronte. Okay. Isn't Charlotte the one who wrote Wuthering Heights? Uh, Emily. Oh, was Emily? Okay. Emily, you Apologies. are wrong. Take Apologies. 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 <laughs> yep. No point. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're getting your points taken away. Okay. 
Number four, uh, 1925, Daisy Buchanan, Jordan Baker, George B. Wilson. Uh, this is The Great Gatsby. It is one hundo, The Great Gatsby. Best to be read when you are lying uh, stomach down in a pool. Uh, yeah, The Great Gatsby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's so dead. Uh, number five, uh, 1960, Dill Harris, Calpurnia, Aunt Alexandra. This one goes out to my mom. This is To Kill a Mockingbird. Ooh, that sounds right. Uh, we said, I know why the caged bird sings. And it is To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, and we were talking uh, during the intermission. Uh, if you have a chance to see the play version of it, it's a wonderful play uh, written by Aaron Sorkin. Or adapted, I should say, by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> yes, he went back in time and wrote it. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of under walk. The, under the pen name. There's a lot of walking and talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They walk through the audience. They're talking about uh, Boo Radley. And yeah, it's just all, there's politics in there. There's a big speech with Jack Nicholson. It's kind of a crazy play. Let's move on to number six. Comes to us from 1949. Julia O'Brien. Ample forth. All right. We were going back and forth on this one a little bit. Do you want to describe our thought process? We had Catch-22, which I was pretty sure came out around this time, and then last second changed it to 1984, which we also think came out around this time. So hope we don't regret that. 1984 was our guess. We also went in the direction of 1984. And uh, you are both uh, not only under surveillance, but you are correct. I thought that book came out in 48. I'll have to change that in my mind. Written in 48. No, that was the Charlotte Bronte version. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) All right, uh, number seven. Well played. 1951. Characters, Robert Ackley, Mr. Spencer, Sally Hayes. Just based on the year and our ignorance of the characters, uh, we said Catcher in the Rye. We also said Catcher in the Rye based on... Me having half a memory from sophomore year English. Also, I believe you're a huge fan of human hunting hats, right? Oh, yeah. And points to both teams. The catcher in the rye. Number eight, 1884, Widow Douglas, Jim, Miss Watson. Uh, We said The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, man. We also said The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. And we're all having adventures here in the studio because you're all getting points. Hooray. Number nine, 1939, Jim Casey, Connie Rivers, Molly Graves. Again, kind of going off the year here. Didn't see any Jodes on the list, but we're going with Grapes of Wrath by Steinbeck. We also said the Grapes of Wrath, who never take a bath. It is their style to seldom smile and never laugh. (laughs) Veggie Tales. Move on. <laughs> I think Ken and I are waiting for the uh, Primus version of this uh, book. My name is Joe. My name is Joe. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is the Grapes of Wrath. That is right. Ghost of Tom Joad cover, Bruce Springsteen cover by Rage Against the Machine. So good. Ooh, perhaps nice. Good call, their, good call back there. Perhaps their best, their best song. Mm, mm. There you go. Uh, and number 10, uh, to, to round it out here, number 1922, characters Richard Best, Mrs. Bellingham, and Josie Breen. Uh, we really weren't sure, but we thought the year would be just about right for Hemingway. We don't really know the order of his books, but we said for whom the bell tolls, it may be tolling for us today. We had a hot guest with Ulysses. It is Ulysses. Oh, nice, Jeff. Shoot. Wow. Told you two of these books on this list were two of the hardest books I ever tried to read. All right, both teams bolstering their scores here quite a bit. Uh, 30 points being added to Follicular Manslaughter. Going to a total of 95. And uh, over here at Jaws 19, uh, Kellen and I only missed one there. Uh, So we're going to go up to 125. Rich get richer. 
All right, well, let's move right That's along. That's how it works, Ken. The rich do get richer, Jeff. And uh, let's see if these points are going to be getting more pointy uh, for your team. Uh, since you had more points in the swing round, give me a number one through 10 for the first question of round two. 3.14159. Come on. Three. He says three. <laughs> All right. Jeff says three. Uh, he didn't say it had to be a real number. All right. The first question comes to us from user vball51, and they chose 51. So it uh, looks like quiz 51 is U.S. national parks in other words. I'm going to give you a uh, kind of cutely named uh, national park, and you have to name what national park it is trying to be. So an example would be opposite of birth, Dale National Park, California, Nevada. Answer would be Death, Death Valley. Valley. That's where the Undertaker's right. from. That's oh, Undertaker's from Death Valley, mm-hmm. right? Um, all right, here we go. So like for real, or that's where he's like said to be from. Said to be. Ah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe his Wasn't parents were on a road trip. Here? And uh, um, maybe you know, not. No, that's Macho Man, right? Macho Man's from around here. Macho yeah. Man's from my home. Randy Pofo. All right, so Jeff chose number three, and your clue: Gigantic Grotto National Park, Kentucky. So what is the real national park name for Gigantic Grotto National Park, Kentucky? Yep. When I hear about uh, national parks in Kentucky, I think Sounds about... Sounds like a mammoth park, cave. Huh, Jeff? Yeah, cave, right? Yeah, I believe that's... It's a mammoth cave? Mammoth cave. Yeah, we also think it's named for a, a uh, extinct tusked animal. We said mammoth cave. And uh, both uh, tusked animals are getting points today. So, By the way, when you uh, come to Chicago for your wrestling uh, performance, uh, prepare to meet Mammoth Cave, my new persona, Ooh. coming out to face you. If you're going to be Mammoth Cave, I'm actually going to pick the name from... You're going to be Dry Tortugas National Park. <laughs> I'm going to be number five in the book here, which is the uh, fake name for Grand Canyon National Park, Glorious Gorge. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> I'm picturing you in like one of those furry singlets with a a wooden club. Mm. <laughs> Could be a real red Flintstone look to it. Yeah, I like it. All right, we're going to go on to number two, and uh, this clue is going to be coming to us from user Dispatch Rabbi. They picked number thirty-six, and quiz number thirty-six in the book is Culinary Nuts. All right, uh, and let's go to Bill, number one through ten. Six. Here we go. Culinary nuts include botanical nuts as well as fruits and seeds, just FYI. Number six, here's your question. These nuts are native to Australia and are an ingredient in Pepperidge Farms' Sausalito cookies. The only, I can only think of one. Sure. I'm trying to go through all the nuts that he named in Best in Show. None of those sound Australian to me. I'm trying to remember a Sausalito. I don't think it's uh you guys locked in. I love that song. Phil Collins. Sausalito. <laughs> All right, we will be locking in because we had the same thought. The only thing I can think of is this is like a macadamia nut cookie. Like yeah, a sure. white chocolate or I, I'm trying to remember the Sausalito. I don't really remember it. Yeah. But I don't think it's like an almond cookie or a cashew or a walnut or anything like that. Yeah, and I always with macadamia, I always think of like uh Pacific Islands. So oh. but the but I don't know that that's correct. So let's go with it. We're gonna lock in the humble macadamia nut. There's nothing humble about a macadamia because I can't afford them. <laughs> uh, but we also said macadamia. Uh the humbling part. <laughs> it, it just it sounds like a nut i can hear an australian saying with that, that accent yes that's, i was just gonna say that, that was yeah, that's my to only maca. reasoning 
I had to go to four stores once to find macadamia nuts to make cookies. They annoy me. When when the stores were sold out, did you say no? No. No. Or no. Um, someone said on TikTok, sorry like, guys. If you say the letters R and R N R with the national next, it sounds like you're saying no. Anyway, um, the answer is the humble macadamia. No. Nice. Oh, macadamia. Yeah, mate. Oh, no. Sorry to our Australian listeners, but we love sorry, you. Sorry, all of you. <laughs> our number two listening nation. <laughs> Good on you. Yes, thank you, though. You uh, like the Jerry Seinfeld. Hello. 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 Dolores. Hello. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number three of round two uh, is coming to, to us from user Majakoa. Uh, they chose number 34, so quiz number 34 is sandwich ingredients. Can you name each type of sandwich given its ingredients? Kellen, number one through 10. Eight. Roasted lamb, tomato, onion, and tzatziki. Yep, we can lock in. Okay. This is the proper recipe. I don't really eat sandwiches, so. Not the recipe that everybody else eats. All right, so this is the food, the number one food that is uh, shown on signage outside of uh, store windows. That also says that are, Kronos. That is completely... <laughs> That is completely sun bleached. I believe it's it's pronounced gyro, right? Yeah, gyro. Gyro. Gyros. So I have an in uh, with a, a local food uh, establishment food, food eatery vendor. around here. And uh, just so you know, most people don't actually get lamb when they order a gyros. They, they get beef. Um, most beef. places serve uh, beef because people like it better. Um, Does he serve beef or lamb? The one in, I'm referring to serves beef. Or do you mean- oh, that's how I know this. Well, you're both correct. It is gyros or gyro. Um, also, too bad you didn't pick some falafel. It is good with falafel. You you didn't pick number one, which is marshmallow spread and peanut butter, which is the uh, a fluff fluffer nutter. Fluffer nutter. I've never had that. I've never. Oh, I have had that either. I don't like peanut butter enough. I would do a marshmallow sandwich. <laughs> when I was in high school in French class, we all had to make crepes and we had to choose our ingredients. I was the only one who chose this ingredient, but it was very good. I chose marshmallow fluff. I'm it's... not surprised you did a sweet crepe and not a savory crepe. Uh, no, I'm not surprised either. Actually. Why would you correct. do a savory crepe when sweet crepes are right there? I'm surprised you took a culinary class and then later tried to add hummus to an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> good reference. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to number four. Uh, this clue comes to us from Squeegee. Uh, and they chose number 62. So quiz 62 in this book is going to be space exploration by the numbers. Okay, Ken, I just need number one through 10. All right, so we'll go with two. Two. I would like you to take the number of men who have walked on the moon divided by the number of planets in our solar system with no moons. I'm going to use this opportunity to go run some errands. You got this, Jeff? Yeah, we can lock in. I have the answer. I believe there's... Are Mercury and Venus the only planets with no moons? Yes, I think think so. Yeah. So we're dividing a number by two. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the answer for the space... Or the the moonwalkers may be about 16 or so. So you want to say... 17 was the number that came into my head before... He finished the question, so that sounds so it's good to not, me. It's not divisible, though. So I yes. don't think it's eight and a half. But so, yeah. It's either 16 or 18, I think. So let's say uh, the answer is eight. I'm down with that. Um, I believe that um, six successful missions put people on the moon uh, for a total of 12. Um, two planets lack moons, and we came up with six. 
And points for Jaws 19. It was uh, 12 divided by 2 equals 6. I know how many people walked on the Wolf Biederman comet in the movie Deep Impact. <laughs> <laughs> and how many was that? Oh, maybe I don't. <laughs> it was either three or four. Well, we can neither confirm nor deny if the next Discord user walked on uh, the planet. Uh, but Tyler Atkinson, you chose 44. And quiz number 44 is Mystery Round Music. So uh, what Edwin did here is each question is a fake definition of sorts, and each definition is a genre of music. So what you're looking for is a genre of music, okay? So Jeff, give me a number one through 10. Nine. All right, your question is a verb, provide shelter or space for. Verb, provide shelter or space for. And, and what was the thing we're... We're looking for a genre of music. I think, uh, I, think I got this one, so we can lock in. Is this house music? Uh, we're also going to go house. And uh, house music, uh, I believe, invented right here in Chicago. Yeah, it is uh, correct. Local tunes. My favorite subgenre, this is real, my favorite real subgenre of house music is witch house. Ooh. Do you go, ooh-wee? It is a little, but, it's a little spooky. But witch house. No, witch house. Oh. That kind of broom. Oh, that kind of witch. Yeah. All right, well... Um, after five, I don't think there's too much witchcraft going on here. I think the scores are still pretty tight. Jeff, what do we got? Yeah, so we've got uh, Follicular Manslaughter at 135, and Jaws 19, unrelinquishing of that lead, 175. Still anybody's game, though, as we always like to say. That shark is always hungry. That is correct, Kellen. Uh, and uh, someone hungry for the next question uh, is Jenny Amelia 318 who chose number 64, and the quiz number 64 is mystery round science and technology mm. it's actually this is very random that this happened but it's it basically the exact same type of question i'm going to give you a definition and uh we are going to be looking for a unit of measurement so just like the last question definition we need an answer in a unit of measurement uh so let's go to bill one through ten eight noun a person who serves as a representative at a duel now we're locked in. I got this. Ooh. Oh, you've seen Hamilton once or twice? No, I read some books from that take place in the 1700s. Um, so, Jeff, would you be my second if I had to duel Neil at some point? Sure. Thanks. I need a second to process the betrayal that just happened when my teammate left me <laughs> to be on Ken's team. <laughs> oh, I'm not on Ken's team. Just for the duel. I need you to be my second. You, I hope I got, never have to duel Neil. He's got the I hope not. But I'm prepared. I'm, I'm prepared too, but I also will poison you before the duel and you'll die before it starts. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. <laughs> How gentlemanly. Gentlemanly. Uh, no, the, uh, the answer is second. You are correct. Great job, both teams. Oh, I just got it. Yeah. You're doing great, Jeff. I'm just kidding. Bronte, Jeff. Bronte. <laughs> All right. Our next. You know, we've gotten three wrong this whole game, okay? <laughs> Get off my ass. <laughs> it's mostly been Kellen. But... Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling the weight here. No. Let's move on to number seven. Uh, the uh, Discord user Lizzo132 chose number 93. And quiz number 93 is Mystery Round the Natural World. Very similar to the last two questions. I'm going to give you a definition, and your answer must be a type of snake. <gasps> type of snake. So let's go to Jeff, number one through 10. Wow, I took that personally. Uh, let's go five. Here we go. Half the name of a British comedy troupe, which included John Cleese. Bill, you a fan? Monty Python? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
Ken's a fan. I'm a fan. Who is your favorite python? I think we talked about this last time I was on. Jake the Snake? You're Damien. A, uh, Damien now, yeah. Michael Palin. Michael Palin. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I like Eric Idle. They're all good. Yeah. And Python is correct. Uh, if you would have said number three, Jeff, you would have gotten Reef Builders. And if you were a fan of The Walking Dead, you would have known the answer. Because it was Coral. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they releasing two new spinoffs of that show right now? I know Daryl's getting a Like the zombies in that show, it'll watching? never end. I think I think they do, unfortunately. AMC once. Do you watch it, Bill? Monty Python? Walking Dead. Walking Dead, I do not. So I, w- it's, it's I was over. into like the, the zombies first, are over. I was into like the first seven seasons of that show, and then the one of the executives from AMC said, "We think of this as like a twenty-five year property," and I was like, "I'm out." No, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's out. Like a new cultural zombies panic. are so. Maybe zombies. he said out. maybe he said a hundred year property. Like it was insanity. I like yeah. the HBO zombie one with the the fungus infection. Game of Thrones. Last oh, of those, Us. Oh, those aren't those aren't zombies though. Those are last whatever of, they call them. Last clickers. of Us. Is that what it's called? The Last of Us. Yes, yeah. that was good. I don't Not know if those zombies. are technically zombies. They're fun- but... fungus zombies. Yeah. All of that stuff is gross. Okay, number eight uh, comes from Discord user Shazjin. Uh, they picked number 99, also known as uh, the number of Ricky Vaughn from Major League. And quiz number 99 is geology. Ken, give me a number one through 10. I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, six. Your question what is the process called by which water or wind removes soil from one location and deposits it in another? Kellen, we can lock in. All right. Well, uh, would the removal be erosion? I think it would be. But does that include the depositing? Um, yeah, it's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, I suppose. It's got to road to somewhere. Yeah, matter can't be created or destroyed, right? Einstein or some. We're going to say erosion. We too said erosion. I think we've all been known to have a little bit of erosion uh, after some coffee in the morning, but yeah, the answer is erosion. <laughs> What's that mean? Well, you have to deposit, so, deposit oh, somewhere. I see. Yeah. I'm a tea drinker, Neil. I thought for sure you were going <laughs> to make a joke about I was just in the pool. <laughs> it's a frightened turtle. Um, let's move on to the second last question of the round. I actually asked all the competitors before we started to just give me a number, 1 to 100. Jeff picked 76, so that's going to be... Quiz number 76, Ancient Egypt. What was the capital of ancient Egypt during the Old Kingdom? I do have a hint, but you will lose five points if you take the hint. Mm. So what was the capital of ancient Egypt during the Old Kingdom? Do you do, any, do, you do uh, world history classes? I used to. And I used to teach about ancient Egypt. I don't know this one, but I do have a guess if you want to lock in, especially because I think I know what the hint is going to be if... If my well, line of thinking is what I well, just Well, I'm looking at your guess, and that's actually what was in my head, too. So let's go that. with it. Do you feel like texting that guess this way? No, I don't. <laughs> you have enough of an advantage right now, Kellen. <laughs> I am not appreciating your generosity. We wanted to go perfect in one of these rounds, Ken, and this uh, may prevent us. Too bad. The current capital of Egypt is Cairo, I believe. The old capital was further south. How would you feel about Memphis? Whatever you say. Thebes? If you're iffy, do you want to just try for five and go for the hint? No. (laughs) All or nothing? All or nothing. (laughs) I'm going to say that we're going to walk like an Egyptian in Memphis. Yeah. uh, We said Memphis as well. 
And the hint was, it's also a city in Tennessee. The answer is Memphis. This is me finding out there was a city in Egypt called Memphis. Our final question of the round. Uh, once again, I asked the competitors in the studio to give me a number. And Bill uh, said 72. And 72 is is quiz U.S. Wars. Ooh. Name the war that the U.S. was involved in, given three of its battles and campaigns. Oh, no. Never mind. Your three battles. Battle of Guantanamo Bay. Battle of San Juan Hill. Siege of Santiago de Cuba. Yeah, we can lock in. All right. Okay. So it sounds like uh, this is taking place in and around Cuba. See. So I, be- I believe that might be the Spanish-American War. Oh, what, as, what am uh, I doing explaining to you? Well, as my Cuban <laughs> friend would say, the Spanish-American-Cuban War, and as my Filipino friend would say, the Spanish-American-Cuban-Filipino War. Mm-hmm. But how would your Panamanian friend feel? Uh, we also said uh, the Spanish-American War. And points to both teams to end the second round. I love points. It is the Spanish-American War. No, nah, we, we messed up Panama after that. Points are my favorite. We didn't miss a single question in that whole second half, Kellen. Good for you. It is good for us. And actually, it was pretty good for you guys as well. Nobody missed anything in that second half of round two. Uh, so scores going into the final are looking pretty nice. 185 for follicular manslaughter and 225 points for Jaws 19. Well, well uh, we do need some final round categories. So let me uh, give you these final five here. And they are number one is going to be in comic strips. Number two holidays number three history of japan number four bodies of water and number five fine art all the wagers are now locked in let's have the questions all right uh question one uh was chosen by make way for willie uh they chose number 86 quiz number 86 is comic strips your question this comic strips original name had the word circle in it because its single panel is made in that shape Number two is coming to us from El Guapo, and that is going to be quiz 18. Holidays. Bastille Day is a French holiday that celebrates the storming of the Bastille. On what date in 1789 did this occur? Our next question is History of Japan. That was actually a number chosen by Ken, ironically, and it was quiz number 75. Himeji Castle in the Hyogo Prefecture dates back to 1333, and was the filming location of which fifth James Bond film starring Sean Connery? Number four comes to us from Wimpy, parentheses, Willem van Vendeloo, and the category is Bodies of Water, and it is Quiz 59. This is the world's largest tropical lake and is home to the hippopotamus. And our final question is going to be in fine art, coming to us from user... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> U-N-H-H-H. That's a Trixie Mattel Katya reference. Oh. That's their web series. Okay, that's what I was curious. So I know who that is too, but I didn't know how to pronounce that name. But yes, that, that's going to be uh, number 28, uh, which is fine art, as I said. This painter, who specialized in Western American art, often painted cowboys. Hint, the cowboys he painted carried guns made by his cousin's company. All right, both teams have gone all the way in for this final round, 30 points all the way down. So let's take a break, come up with the answers, listen to some messages, and we'll be right back. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. 
Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with the five questions for the final oh, round. Oh, shock, Jack Neal. Your morning zoo. Uh, the, yeah, the morning zoo. We're back here. We have uh, all the answers are locked in. So let's go back, uh, find out what these questions are, and here are the wagers. I think, are both teams going all in? All in. Yeah, oh, we're man. in. Okay. So Nervous. both teams are incubus, and uh, let's see what happens. So uh, question one, I was asking um, what comic strip's original name had the word circle in it because its single panel is made in that shape? We thought maybe Family Circus. Okay. We, too, thought maybe this one would be the one that you miss, but we said Family Circus. Ooh. Points to both teams. It is the Family Circus. Yay! Number two, both teams seemed pretty confident on. It was Bastille Day is a French holiday that celebrates the storming of the Bastille. On what date in 1789 did this occur? We are hoping that it happened on July 14th. Yeah, wouldn't be much of a revolutionary if I didn't know the date of the storming of the Bastille. July, July, 14th. F- July 14th is correct. Points to both teams. Curious if this, this question will uh, divide both teams. Uh, Himeji Castle in the Hyogo, uh, Hyogo Prefecture dates back to 1333. And was the filming location for which James Bond film? We said Goldfinger. I think the team with the Midas Touch is going to be us over here, though, because I'm pretty sure it's You Only Live Twice. And uh, yes, taking place in Japan, You Only Shoot. Live Twice. Number four. But you've not even lived once until you've had ramen in Japan, right, Jeff? That is true. And on to the fourth question. We're looking for the world's largest tropical lake that is home to the hippopotamus. Or the hippopotamus. Hip-hop? Hip-hop. The lyrics are bottomless. Uh, we said Lake Victoria. We also said Lake Victoria. And you are both correct. Ow. And the final question. It's not looking good for us. It's not <laughs> looking good. But I'll be you really to... happy if we get this one. The outlook is grim. Ken and Bill uh, might have to put themselves out of misery with the last name of this painter. <laughs> Uh, this painter who specialized in Western American art, often painted cowboys, and he uh, painted cowboys who carried guns made by his cousin's company. I just know there's an episode of America Story of Us in my U.S. history class that we use that talks a lot about Sam Colt and this Colt 45 that all the cowboys carry. So we went Jeopardy and just gave the last name Colt. Yeah, um, we did a similar thing, but instead of going for a pistol, we went for a rifle. And uh, we think this guy is maybe a fan of the Bessemer process. We said Remington. 
And the correct answer is <laughs> bring up the red, the Bessemer process in my presence <laughs> ever again. Frederick Remington. Oh no. I was referencing Remington Steel. All right, and at the end of that one, unfortunately, even with an impressive score of 215 points, follicular manslaughter was found lying face down in the gutter. Bald. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Jaws 19 just completely tore them to pieces uh, with 375 points, making them today's cream of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Our mangled uh, cadaver clutching our 215 points. Well, your mangled corpse cor- was cor- in your Phantom. Your carcass, yeah. Oh, yes, the, the carcass. I have to find that, that quote right now. Anything that uses the word carcass? The repulsive shouldn't be, carcass. Shouldn't be in lyrics. Yes, this repulsive carcass who seems a beast but secretly dreams of beauty. Uh, well, first of all, thank you uh, to Edwin. You know who's not a repulsive carcass. Yes, who is not a repulsive carcass. Uh, thank you to Edwin Cochin uh, for providing us with a copy of the Pub Quiz Experience 100 theme quizzes for trivia lovers. Yeah, great questions. Yeah, you saved the day for us today. Thank you so much. Uh, and big thank you to our guests. Let's start with in studio here. Uh, Kellen, it's always nice to see you. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on a full game. Uh, any final shout outs before we, we uh, kick you out of my apartment and you go home? Uh, no. <laughs> Thanks say, for having me. Say hi to Henry for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pets for Henry from everybody. Yeah, pets to Henry. Uh, thank you very much for being here. And also, Bill, uh, so nice to see you again. We're looking forward to your hosted game, which will be coming up soon. But uh, any final shout-outs before you get back to school today? Yeah, just super fun to come in and play for the first time. And uh, to any listeners who want some pro wrestling at a you know, brewery, bar, or event space near them, my favorite promotion that I wrestle for up here in the Twin Cities First Wrestling just purchased a school bus. So we are now mobile and would love to come put on a fantastic professional wrestling show at a, a place near you. So That seems like a perfect synergy for you, Bill. It mm-hmm. is a colliding of worlds for sure. And are you, are you wrestling on the bus or just being transported by bus thrown through um, he's defenestrated you know, from the bus. there might be some wrist locks and other mild submissions applied but the the big moves come out when the ring's set up well support uh indie wrestling if you can uh and uh great performers like bill but thank you to kellen and bill for joining us today thank you to edwin for the questions for kellen jeff ken and bill and for matt who's not here my name is neil and that was triviality 